0: Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope
1: Is Here. My name is Greg Horn. We are continuing our conversation with uh, author Emily Curtis. She has compiled uh, a wonderful book of stories, 21 different authors just sharing their life story of just going through tragedy and loss, but how their faith in Jesus uh, gave them hope in the morning. And uh, the title of the book is called Hope in the Morning, A Hope-Filled Guide Through Grief. Uh, got a powerful four written by Joni Erickson Tata. And, man, if you missed yesterday's program, really want to encourage you to check that out. Uh, it's only 14 minutes long. You can go to our website, hopeisheretoday.org. That's hopeisheretoday.org. And catch that 14-minute uh, program. Also, uh, she shares about giving a special uh offer to our listeners 20 percent off this wonderful book on her website hope in the so if you're looking for that gift for maybe somebody uh, this is their first holiday their first christmas without that special loved one this would be a wonderful gift for that so emily thanks for being back with us again and uh you know we you talked and shared some of those wonderful benefits and uh I just love the ver- and the variety of stories that you shared. And being a man, I know we have a lot of male listeners. Uh, I thought one that just you know really spoke to, to my heart, uh, I haven't experienced what he experienced, but was the one of uh, Chuck Kirchner. Can you kind of share a little bit about Chuck's story in your book?
0: Yeah, I would love to. So Chuck is a member of my church, and his beautiful wife was a member of our church as well. And she was one of those people that just, radiates a love for the Lord. I like Just one of those people that you look at and you're like, she just loves the Lord. She's glowing with it. And she loved to serve other people. She was at every work day that you could imagine at our church. Um, just a really beautiful woman. And he and his wife, they met when they were in their 20s. And she, um, she got diagnosed with cancer when they were engaged. And they ended up getting married anyway, and they were able to... Um, go into remission. She was able to go into remission, and several years later, they had their first child, and then they went on to have another child, and she was diagnosed again in that time with cancer again, and it was very aggressive. They did not expect for her to live very long at all. Um, God, in his grace, gave them several more years together, but after 16 years of marriage, she passed away, and leaving him as a widower with two young sons, and he is a very, um, he's a very godly man, a very quiet man, um, just a very, a, very gentle, a very gentle, sweet guy. And this was something that our whole church, we felt the loss of Jessica. Jessica was his beautiful wife, and um, just seeing him trust the Lord in this. You know, he was not only trusting the Lord through his pain of losing a wife, but through losing the mother of his children as well and so he talks in there and um, one of the things that he says he says apart from this god there is no hope but with this god there is a hope that quiets the soul a hope that he is there with us no matter what trials or tribulations or persecutions fall on us in this life and his his story is one that i think is important for men to read as well because again it's a reminder that Men need to be encouraged by other men. They need to be upheld by other men in trials. Oftentimes when a family goes through a tragedy, people think to flock to the woman or the mother or a widow. People would more naturally go toward. But when it's a man, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of men, don't quite know what to say or what to do to another man because it's hard for them to get vulnerable. Um, I mean, I myself I'm have been married for 13 years and understand that God has fundamentally made men and women different. And that's okay. That's how he created us. But when men can come alongside other men and give them that strength to go another day, to be the best father that they can be despite their heartbreaking situations, that offers them a lifeline in a sense. You're offering them encouragement and you're offering them hope and joy in a season that could otherwise be very dark. You're giving them an opportunity to be reminded of God's goodness and God's grace and his faithfulness, even when circumstances seem dark.
1: Amen. Such a good word there. Uh, we're talking with Emily Curtis. Uh, she's compiled a wonderful book called hope in the morning, a hope feel guide through grief. And as you shared Chuck's story there, and there's something thing I love about your book too, you have pictures of, uh, in color of family, you got Chuck and uh, his beautiful wife, Jessica. they precious young boys, and obviously, you know, going to heaven at the age of 42, just devastating. But uh, the pictures, you know, just bring the story even to more life. But then, as you do with each author sharing your story, you have a page called Hope and Helps. And Cher, uh, I know you shared a little bit about that yesterday, but this looks specifically at Chuck's hope and helps page and the things that he shared. And you kind of walk through those five things that you do with each author, having them be vulnerable and share specifically here uh, for Chuck's situation, please.
0: Sure. Yeah, this is the section that is really kind of the heart behind the book. This is where people are going to be able to get equipped and know how to properly minister to other people in similar circumstances. So we ask five questions to each author. The first question we ask is, Scripture we clung to on the hardest days and nights. Um, Chuck had said Hebrews 13:5, 5, Romans 5, verses 1 through 5, Philippians 1:21 and 23 through 24. Then we ask, what helpful things did people do to minister to us? He wrote, they loved us. They brought meals before and after, gift cards, Offering to watch the children. He says, many people offered to watch but were only available when child care wasn't needed. I probably would not have thought of it before, but now I would be willing to take a sick day off of work if able to fulfill a need for someone else. Permanent solutions may need to be found, but in the meantime, that is very helpful. You'll probably only get asked once. Next, he says, called to check in. Doesn't have to be heavy. Hey, I was thinking about you and was calling just to say, Hey, just convey your love. Lastly, he says the pastor that married us sent us $100 per month to help pay to clean the house for two years. The next question we ask is, What should you not say to someone in a similar circumstance? Chuck says, Oh, I know somebody that died from that. The next thing he says is, God will heal her. Rather say, I'll pray that the Lord will give you grace and strength to endure whatever this life holds. And just for the record, I'm not giving up hope on a miraculous healing. The next thing we ask them are what hymns or songs that comforted you. He said, we listened to a lot of Christian music, but David Crowder was by far our favorite. Lastly, we ask, what hope has Jesus given you through your loss? He says, the hope that this life is not all there is. Knowledge that it is our personal relationship with God that is first and foremost. So often when we get married, we view the faith with God as the first and foremost. Sorry. So often when we get married, we view the faith walk as God and my wife and I. Lord willing, you will spend a lifetime together and leave behind a wonderful testimony. But whatever trials, tribulations, or persecutions come in this world, God is sovereign in them all and is rightly due the praise. We must always, as a good soldier, be ready to carry on. After all, Jesus is the only one who is constant in this life. Like Christian in the Pilgrim's Progress, even if all turn away from Christ, we must do what is right, and we must be ready to go it alone.
1: Such great nuggets of wisdom there, Uh, Emily sharing just the powerful story of uh, chuck kirchner who lost his precious wife uh, jessica at the age of 42 to cancer with a couple of young children uh, behind but just so encouraged there by things he shared that helped him and i love that about things to do and things you know not to say and do and um also as always you have a hymn at the end of his story the one for this one was be thou my vision and then uh you also uh, have the scripture there from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. So a lot of times people don't feel like getting in their Bible when they've gone through a loss or just so beat down emotionally, mentally, and yet uh, right there you've got it there on the next page. And, and then one of the things I, I love is that uh, uh, you wrote a poem called My Beloved uh, mm-hmm. about that there and basing some of that off Proverbs 31. Would you mind sharing that beautiful poem that you wrote?
0: Sure is entitled, My Beloved. My darling beloved, what joy you have brought throughout these many years. You were my most treasured gift, my truest of friends, and the laughter in my tears. You radiated beauty that came from within as a reflection of the love you carried for him. The Lord Jesus Christ was your anchor and hope. He gave you such courage and strength to cope with the trials he deemed good for you, love and their faithfulness throughout was a grace from above. More precious than rubies and the finest of gold was your love to me and your hand to hold. We walked hand in hand through joy and through fire, and when things were the hardest, our praise rose still higher. For we know the one who knows all things and can trust him throughout the trials he brings. His grace is sufficient and his promises true, and so I rejoice knowing I'll be together with you where there is no sorrow, no tears, and no pain, and we will worship our Savior together again. My radiant wife, now crowned with jewels, walking with Jesus beside Crystal Pool, I'll love you and miss you till I see you in glory, and I'll cry tears of joy as I tell our love story. And the verse that goes at the end says, An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain proverbs thirty one ten through eleven
1: wow, that was so beautiful and powerful, and one of the things that Emily shared, these poems are available to be purchased on her website. you could print those out and frame those and uh, might make a nice gift for somebody so I hope you'll check that out at her website hopeinthemorning.com. Emily I've got to ask you what what kind of feedback have you heard so far from the readers of your wonderful book that you've compiled called Hope in the Morning a Hope-Filled Guide Through Grief?
0: Uh, Thankfully we have had a lot of people um, write me back and just tell me what an encouragement this has been to them in their hard seasons, we've had some people walk through the death of their grandchildren, other people severe postpartum depression, um, and yet others diagnosed with life-altering conditions. And they've received the book, and they've just said that, especially the scripture and the hymns, and then knowing that they're not alone as believers, that there are other believers who have gone before them. But they can read these stories as an example of endurance as well, and. And reminding themselves that God was faithful then. He's the same God yesterday as He is today, as He will be tomorrow. And He will be faithful to them as well. We've also had other people tell me that this book has convicted them about interactions they've had years ago. Some of these people 20 years ago have decided to go back and talk to loved ones and apologize for not treating them with compassion during a loss in their life. Um had another man come to me and say, you know, this has made me feel more equipped to actually step up and interact with people that are grieving. I used to want to kind of avoid them, but now I feel like I know, I know what I can say and I know how I can serve them. And so I get almost eager to jump in and serve them and love on them. So those have been some of the reactions we've gotten, which has just been a complete delight to my heart after this, this long project.
1: Well, unfortunately, we're almost out of time, but I know people struggle a lot of times looking for that, you know, great, perfect Christmas gift, especially for someone who's had a loss. Uh, Share about how they can get this book and a special offer for our listeners.
0: Yes, so they can go to hopeinthemorning.com, and if they use the code HOPE at checkout, they can get 20% off of their entire order. And also, I want to say really quickly, at the very back of the book is a resource section. And that gives ideas for books, ideas for tangible gifts, um, things like that, that they can also read and get more ideas for gifts that they can add with this if they would like to.
1: Emily, thanks so much for putting this wonderful, wonderful book together. Uh, wish blessings on you and uh, this book and your ministry. Thanks so much for being with us on Hope is Here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: I really want to encourage you uh, to go check out the website, HopeInTheMorning.com. This is a beautiful book, a really, really nice gift. So I hope you'll take advantage of this opportunity to help somebody that's been through a loss. Thanks for listening. For Emily Curtis, I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here.
0: Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, HopeIsHere.today. That's HopeIsHere.today.